Good morning. It is the Joe Moran Show on this Friday before a holiday weekend. And a lot of things happening. A lot of things happening right now. Uh, It's always fascinating times in 2020. All right. Things certainly aren't boring. Um, We have to keep our head on a swivel. But needless to say, the end of August and the beginning of September have been uh, have been fascinating from a market perspective, from a economic perspective, from a political perspective. And those are going to be the key topics for, for today's show. So first Friday of the month, we get our unemployment data and our jobs data, right, on August for the previous month. So today's jobs report in all of its glory, right, it beat expectations on jobs added, barely, but it beat expectations. It beat expectations on the unemployment rate. So on the surface, things appear to be trending in the right direction, which is fantastic, which is great news. But what happens when you start peeling back the layers of the onion, things don't quite appear to be what they seem. So embedded in that $1.4 million jobs added is about, I don't know, let's call it two to 300,000 census workers that are temporary jobs. So we can strip that out and we can say, okay, private sector jobs really fell under the uh, the expectation by about three hundred fifty thousand, right? So one you know one million versus let's call it one point three seven million. So behind. Um, due to the pandemic, we lost let's call it you know twenty one twenty two million jobs. Um, due to the pandemic, and we're still about 11 million, 11 million jobs from being back to normal, right? I mean, we knew that. Uh, you know, there's 14 million or so continuous claims. There's still 29 million people in the country that are on some form of unemployment assistance. Um, so we're clawing back. We're about 60% of the way uh, back in terms of jobs kind of gain. But what's happening now is, you know, what are the jobs that are coming back? So the jobs that are coming back are your low wage, um, you know, let's call it hospitality, um, food, restaurant. Those types of jobs as the economies kind of rebound, 
right? Those temporary layoffs, you know, those are those are coming back, which is good news. Uh, the bigger challenge, though, is really the permanent job losses keep growing. And what's going to happen long term as that number continues to rise? I mean, we've talked about it before. There was already a transition that was occurring. Most people didn't see it, didn't feel it, didn't understand it, don't understand it still. But it was a gradual transition to automation. People think of automation, they think of warehouse jobs. Wrong. It's going to be white-collar workers that lose their jobs. Corporations are doing this today, right? They are. I've seen it. I've been part of it. I ran an automation team. I know... I know what the mindset is of the organizations that are implementing this software. And so these permanent, these job losses for white-collar workers, they're going to become permanent job losses. The jobs that they had yesterday are not going to be the same jobs that they're going to have five years from now. And this transition, this is an optimal time for savvy companies to say, okay, we got to step back. We had to lay off some workers. We got to maintain margins. We got to protect the balance sheet, right? We got to cut costs somewhere because our top line growth isn't there. Um, so they make the change, right? They get rid of some dead weight or, you know, employees that make a lot of money and they aren't critical right now, right? That's what the, That's how they're going to view it. And what they're going to do, the savvy ones are, they're going to start investing in automation. And when they go full bore and they realize the return on, on the automation side, they're not bringing those jobs back. They're just not bringing. They're just not. They're just not bringing them back, and you know it's unfortunate, but that's the reality of the situation on the ground floor, right? In the real economy, those jobs aren't coming back. So it's just something that we got to be aware of. Something we got to think about as we kind of review this data as it comes in. You know, what's happening? Why is it happening? But the data is not going to get better, right? Those permanent job losses, that's going to continue and continue uh, to go up. Uh, the low-wage earners, those jobs are going to come back, right? Um, restaurant workers, those jobs are going to come back. You know, the other thing about the job number that I want to talk about, and, you know, this goes back even to the continuous claims discussion that we had earlier this week, is because of the political pressure that Trump is under, right? He's trailing in the polls. He has to bring, he has to get back to even. Uh, even in the betting markets, it's even. But if you look at the poll data, it's not good. So they come out with, on Thursday, with new, with new adjustments, Right. New adjustments to show improvement. Well, I mean, it's really no different than here. So we got 300,000 uh, 
300,000 census workers that are being included in the number. Um, the, this administration, good, bad, or indifferent, right? It doesn't matter what your political side is, good, bad, or indifferent. This administration has proven time and time again that they are going to do whatever is necessary to show, right, that the economy is strong and that things are getting better, even if it's not reality. So they're going to play kind of, you know, they're going to massage the data. Uh, they're going to have a positive spin on the data um, to reflect that things are trending in the right direction. Things aren't slowing down. Not only are they not slowing down, things are getting better faster. Faster. That's what they're going to do. And so, you know, they come out today, phenomenal jobs report, beat expectations, we're under 10% on unemployment. Uh, it's largely smoke and mirrors um, once you start kind of peeling off the layers, right? Because things are slowing down. Permanent job losses are going up. The data isn't getting better. It's not getting better. If you look at the market today, when I woke up this morning, the Dow was up slightly, NASDAQ down, S&P down, job report comes out. Trump tweets, phenomenal report, things are getting better. Pence says, hey, this proves that we're on the rebound, things are getting better, right? This is, you know, once you just kind of read the surface level information that they kind of spend. Um, but then the market starts to actually digest the data, right? Right? They're starting to, okay, well, let's see what the data really says. Let's take a look. And... The Nasdaq's down 3.7%. Again, it's going to dip below 11,000 today. S&P down 2.25%. The Dow, 1.6%. The market isn't buying what the administration is selling. And if the market isn't buying what the administration is selling then Trump is losing one of his two key narratives, which can't happen given the election cycle. So fascinating stuff. Uh, trying to understand who the players are, what they're doing. Uh, it's fascinating stuff. But uh, unemployment, things are chugging along. Things are improving, but they're improving slightly. And for white collar workers, uh, it's likely that those those job losses are permanent and um, and not temporary, and that's the trend. So you know we'll continue to evaluate it on a monthly basis, right? So next month we'll have September data. Um, you know I fully expect it to be a banging number because the admin admin in the administration, the president they'll realize that they're about 30 to 35 days out from an election. So they have no choice. Um, it'll be full spend cycle. And then, I mean, then we'll follow up with the October, right? And uh, I can only imagine what that's going to look like right before the election. Um, and we'll see, 
but uh, this administration has not given any indication that they're willing to um, put the data out there without some sort of a major spin on it. So we'll see. Currency movements uh, this week, you know, it, it, it's it's been a interesting week, right, from a market perspective, which we've which we've covered. Uh, but on the currency front, there's just been a lot of a lot of movements, right? So on Monday, let's call it Sunday Monday time frame, the dollar was just dropping, right? I mean, we've talked about it. Monday morning, we were at 91.71 on the DXY. It was going down, trending, just, just you know, trending in the wrong direction. You know, I honestly thought that it might even get to 90, right? Um, it didn't. The ECB came out and said, hey, 1.2. We are not going to let the euro, you know, strengthen above 1.2 or we're going to do whatever we can to not let that happen. Um, and again, it comes back to geopolitics. It comes back to export games. Uh, Europe needs their multinationals to have a weaker euro so they can export goods. Um, and so the dollar started to gain strength. And so with the beginning of the week, we're at 91.71. And right now we're at 93.24. So the dollar has shown some strength. It actually broke a uh, kind of a key resistance on um, from their downward trend. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it's been a volatile, it's been a volatile week in the markets. Dollars going up, which probably is playing into some of the weakness in the overall markets. Um, it's not the whole story, but it's part of the story, right? It's part of the story. So interesting stuff there you know bitcoin and crypto just getting just getting smacked around uh you know crypto's down or bitcoin's down from 12,000 on monday to about it went to actually to about 10,000 um yesterday before slightly rebounding um to about 10.3 so and that's where it's at today it's about 10.3 you know, it's showing a level of support there. You know, in the past, during previous market sell-offs, um, you know, we would have seen it dip into the nines, into the eights. And, you know, you could say, well, Joe, yeah, it was at 12, so it dropped 18, you know, 18%, right? That's true. Um, but I think as long as it stays above 10, if it does, psychologically, uh, that's going to be a huge win, even if it's if we feel like the market structure right now is bearish. And you're like, holy shit, this thing just is never going to take off, right? It's easy to be doom and gloom. You follow some of the chartists out there, some of the uh, technicians with their technical support gurus, and you know they're saying October is going to be a big month, and that September there's always weakness. Or, you know, historically, there's it's been a weak month for, for Bitcoin. So I don't think there's any reason to be nervous about it. I'm not nervous. 
the market fluctuates. We know that. We know that there's volatility. Um, we also know, thanks to Plan B and all the work that he's done, that there is co-integration with the S&P. And so, you know, these things just aren't, it just isn't that surprising, right? Um, so if it goes down, if the S&P drops, well, crypto is going to fall faster, right, than the S&P. If the S&P goes up, crypto is going to go up faster. I mean, that's just, Bitcoin's just going to go up faster. That's just the way that it works. So just something to, you know, kind of follow, you know, everything that I'm reading. If you look at kind of prior activity in the month of September, is it could just be kind of a sideways choppy month. Um, not that interesting, you know, I think we'll be relatively close to, uh, when we close the month of September, you know, it's either going to be slightly positive or maybe slightly negative. I don't think there's going to be a big change. Um, but what I'm watching is the supply that's available at the exchanges, right? What's the supply side? And then October is where I start to believe or where I believe things start to get pretty interesting from a Bitcoin pricing perspective. And I'm starting and I think we'll see some uh, we'll see some upswings that are fairly significant in terms of overall percentages. So, you know, as with everything else in the in the Bitcoin kind of sphere, you know, it's just day at a time and it swings. Right. It's only been around for 11 years. It's volatile. Especially when everything else is volatile. Uh, and it's better to get numb to it now. Because if everything happens, right, that everybody expects to happen that's in the space over the next 18, 24 months, we haven't seen anything yet, right? And it's going to be hold on to your seat as this thing fucking rocket ships. So, little down days, right? Everybody gets a little nervous. You know, their portfolios drop 20, 25, 35%. But remember, the Treasury, the Fed, this administration, they're incentivized for the markets to go up. Whether it's pension plans, overall economy, the presidency and the election, they're incentivized for the stock market to go up. They are. And in the Bitcoin space, if markets go up, Bitcoin will go up at a faster clip. And the overall market cycle in terms of the halving, that's going to play a role as well. And that's why we watch the supply side. Got to watch the supply side and what's available on the exchanges. Because right now, it's been a steady, steady, steady outflow from the exchanges. That means people are buying and they're holding. Right? Or the miners are selling less. And either way, that has one in impact on price. Right? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but week to week, month to month, it has an impact on price. 
So we got the holiday coming up. I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, Labor Day here in the States. Um, you know, markets are going to be volatile. The market's volatile right now. And the market, in my opinion, is screaming. It is, it's screaming for some stimulus, right? I mean, the Dow right now, it just dropped over 500. The NASDAQ, you know, sitting pretty at 3.65%. The market's screaming for stimulus. You know, and Kudlow comes out and he says, hey, we don't have to do stimulus. Things are coming back to normal. The problem is they're on a feedback loop and the market is, is on a feedback loop as well. The market has been hooked up to the quantitative easing and fiscal stimulus drug for the past 10 years. And so when the drip stops, it starts to get a little erratic. It needs some more juice. I think things on the fiscal front are going to move very quickly beginning next week. The Senate's back. Trump's going to see two huge red days consecutively. If you get another huge red day on Tuesday, right, following Labor Day, look out. Look out. He's going to be on a rampage. He is. He knows that his narrative is law and order. He's got two narratives, law and order and market. And in his mind and his, in his voters' minds, market equals real economy. That's not true. That's what he thinks. So if he starts seeing consecutive red days, the amount of pressure that he's going to put on the Fed to act, on Mnuchin to act, on McConnell to act and to get with Pelosi and to get a deal there's going to be a lot of pressure a lot of pressure so we'll see there's going to be a lot of pressure and if we keep seeing these red days oh boy oh boy The deal will come. The stimulus will come. They don't have any other choice. They don't have any other choice. And the last thing, you know, Kudlow, he says, hey, we don't have to do stimulus, right? We don't need to do stimulus. Things are turning in the right direction. Market thinks otherwise, but Kudlow's out there to pump the market. But what he is willing to do is give stimulus to the airlines (laughs) for not having very good executives, right? That don't protect their balance sheet. That fucking lever up. They levered up to buy back stock. And since they didn't protect their balance sheet, they had to lay off workers, right? And if the economy was coming back, if it was as strong as the administration would like us to believe, then why would the airlines need stimulus? 
shouldn't that demand gap be filled, right? If the market's coming back. I mean, the reality is the market isn't coming back as fast as they want. He's out there telling you whatever it is that Trump wants them to say. And they're trying to pull a wool over your eyes to shield you from the truth. So it's okay for the executives that were derelict in their duty, right, in terms of protecting their balance sheet, protecting their shareholders, um, you know, thinking about all the stakeholders in their business, right? So he's willing, this administration is willing to give them stimulus as of today and not the 29 million people that continue to be on some form of unemployment. Got it. Makes sense. Makes sense. And that's just the reality, right? Um, the fiscal is going to come because they don't have any other choice. You know, there's only so many red days that Trump's going to be able to handle. And when you run on the stock market, and that's what you've run on for three, four years, that's your narrative. He's going to do whatever it takes to get that thing to be green. So yeah, the market's down. Tech stocks are getting crushed. Even your value stocks are still getting crushed. Everything's getting hammered. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. If it happens for another two weeks, because the administration, because McConnell, because Meadows, because Mnuchin, because Trump, because Pelosi don't get a deal done, then that'll be a uh, that'll be a different discussion. But I but I you know my opinion, a deal gets done relatively quickly because you know Trump's incentivized to do it. So I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday weekend. Enjoy the long weekend. Get some rest. The next two months are going to be wild. I think they're going to be unlike anything that we've even seen, even for 2020. Um, because what you have is a desperate man in the White House that knows that knows if he loses, the grift is up, and everybody gets to kind of see what was happening under his administration. And he's going to hold on for dear life. And I think that's good for the market because the market needs more fucking stimulus, needs more juice. And they're going to give it juice. They'll give it juice. So until Tuesday, uh, we won't have a podcast on Monday. Uh, I'm going to be spending time with the family. I hope you hope you do as well. Uh, but until Tuesday, let's keep our ears to the grindstone. <laughs>